You're listening to WBEZ. Today is Mayor Brandon Johnson's 100th day in office. Traditionally, the milestone is used as a way to measure progress on a politician's campaign promises. But this mayor has placed less emphasis on the marker. Instead, painting his approach to governance as deliberate and long-term. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel has this story on how Johnson has spent his first three months in office and what those days tell us about his governing style. On a Wednesday afternoon in early August, Chicago Alderman Nick Spizzato had a bone to pick with the new mayor. Spizzato, one of the city's most conservative aldermen, was upset about a press conference earlier that day when Johnson criticized the use of the phrase mob action to describe a teen gathering that turned violent near downtown. That's 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 not appropriate. We're not talking about mob actions. I didn't say that. There's history in this city. I mean, to refer to children as like baby Al Capones is not appropriate. So, so, so let me just, so just let me, I just, just let me think finish that these, okay? he just needs to get a little bit tougher on these kids with these, these flash mobs. So Spazato says he reached out to the mayor to air his grievance. I text him and he called me back in like 30 seconds after I text him. Spazato says they both spoke their piece in a positive conversation. This responsive communication style is what's warming up former opponents and non-progressives, Johnson's ability to find common ground. It's something the mayor highlighted in an interview with WBEZ about his 100 days. The amount of excitement um, that people feel um, in the air, it's just a remarkable testament to a new form of politics being the more prevailing uh, form of governance where bringing people together is the standard and not the divisive nature that unfortunately has dogged us for too long in this city. Since taking office in May, Johnson has been working to make good on a promise to be mayor for, quote, all of Chicago. That has meant spending much of his first three months building bridges, meeting with police, a lunch or ward visit with at least 46 of the 50 council members, meetings with the NFL Bears organization as they consider moving out of the city. But as he's worked to connect, Johnson has governed to the middle in ways that may disappoint his progressive base, and he has not been as ambitious in his legislative agenda as his predecessors. You're kind of seeing him wobble in a really weird maze. It's making him unpredictable. Rebecca Williams is a progressive political strategist who works to elect politicians to office in Chicago and Cook County. He won on a very progressive platform. As a leader, it's incumbent upon him to make the case for that platform to implement it. Johnson's approach to crime, one of the most pressing issues of his tenure, is perhaps the best way to explore his governing style. After a campaign where Johnson was painted as an anti-police activist without enough experience to lead the city, he has been calculated in his comments about police. Take, for instance, that same news conference where Johnson discussed a violent teen gathering. While he took flack from the right for not being tough enough on the kids involved, he also praised police, who arrested 40 people as a result of the gathering. I'm grateful again that the men and women who serve this city on the front line are providing the type of system of care that's going to be necessary in order to bring structure and calm in the city. Williams says Johnson's comments came as a surprise. Mass arrests of young people uh, in the South Loop would have felt like something a year ago he would have decried. Johnson has delegated to and relied on public safety veterans to help him deal with crime. He has surprised some by picking veteran City Hall insiders for top positions in his administration. That includes his chief of staff, Rich Guidas, his interim superintendent of police, Fred Waller, and his newly chosen police chief, Larry Snelling. Spazzato, whose ward is home to many first responders, says those choices have paid off. Friends of mine that are high-ranking police officers, these meetings they have with the mayor, 
and the uh, interim uh, superintendent is just like like a pleasure to go to now. In the past, they were like, nobody wanted to go. They were worried about getting demoted. Now it's just like, hey, what, what, what do you got going on? Let's talk about stuff. Many of Johnson's plans to address crime are long-term and will require legislative action that has yet to hit the council chambers. Thus far, Johnson's legislative accomplishments have been minor, expanding an outdoor dining program and exploring a pilot program for city-run snow plowing. By comparison, former Mayor Lori Lightfoot by this time had passed what would become one of her proudest accomplishments, a Fair Workweek ordinance. And she had formed a coalition that would eventually create her signature development program, Invest Southwest. That ambition, though, came with consequences. Here's Williams again. Lifa was really ambitious in her first 100 days, and, and she paid for that being so ambitious, right, for forcing so much, for moving so much so quickly. And the, the aldermen, by the first 100 days, the aldermen had already organized from both the progressive and conservative side of the per- Spectrum. But there are signs Johnson is getting ready to move on some of his major campaign promises, many of which are meant to address crime in the long term. Progressive city council members are now holding hearings on long-sought legislative proposals that, under Lightfoot, failed to launch. Those include expanding the use of mental health experts in 911 calls and an increase of a tax on the sale of high-end homes to fund homeless prevention. Alderman Carlos Ramirez Rosa is Johnson's floor leader. We've started to pave the road to pass uh, major legislation that is going to do uh, is going to be of a tremendous benefit to average Chicagoans. Hearings that previously uh, languished under the prior administration, hearings that could not even occur. Solving these issues is not easy. But Johnson has been slow, too, to fill out his administration, having named just four department leaders thus far, though he has been quicker to fill out positions in his own office, such as deputy mayors and the city's chief financial officer. Still, Lightfoot had named more department heads in her first day in office than Johnson has in his first 100. Anders Lindahl, director of public affairs for AFSCME Council 31, which endorsed Johnson in the mayoral runoff, says this is a good thing and has given city workers a chance to be heard. And so... You know, we just uh, want to encourage everyone to you know, have that patience and latitude and grace. In our interview, Johnson did not answer when he would like to fill out his cabinet by saying instead. We have a full functioning government right now, and there are people in position in place um, to carry out government. Johnson's next big test will be the city's upcoming budget season. His budget forecast is expected to come out by September and will give the public the biggest sense yet of his capabilities as mayor. That includes whether he'll be able to keep a key campaign promise not to raise property taxes while making major investments in social services. On Friday, Johnson did not answer whether a property tax raise is on the table, saying instead, quote, investing in people is on the table. Mariah Wolfel, WBEZ News. This is WBEZ.